What is up, people? You are listening to another episode of the Imperial Broadcast. I'm your host, Shamari Stewart, joined, as always, by my co-host, Kendall Stewart. Kendall, what is up? Yeah, Shamari, uh, it's been an uh, interesting week for Star Wars. Um, you know, obviously, we had uh, the finale of Star Wars Resistance, which I don't know how many people... Uh, Watched Star Resistance. We haven't reviewed it in a long time. Pretty much mm-hmm. since the Mandalorian came out. That's when we pretty much were like, eh. yeah, pretty much. I mean, we had to do Resistance reviews, but um, because of that, uh, a lot has happened, um, and the show has ended. So we will talk about our feelings about the end of the series, and you know, give a little retrospect on that. But um, speaking of animation and Star Wars and Lucasfilm, we also got a trailer to. Uh, the upcoming Star Wars The Clone Wars Season 7. So I am excited about that. Uh, the classic Dave Filoni, you know, Lucasfilm trailer, very high quality. So we'll uh, we'll have to talk about that as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, of course, there's a lot of drama going on, as usual. And we'll get into it. We'll get into yeah, it. Yeah, we but teased it ten- last week. We, we, we touched on it. We weren't sure what was real, what wasn't terms of the drama going on at lucasfilm but it seemed like there was more than we uh i gave you credit for yeah so there's a lot of stuff going on it's it's uh it's just a mess but (laughs) but we're gonna get into it so you know first topic to start off the show um so the obi-wan kenobi series is confirmed it is delayed indefinitely obi uh, ewan mcgregor says um it is being pushed back uh, basically a year, so they're going to start, you know, shooting next year. And he says for people to calm down, and it's not as big of a deal, you know, and, and this, that, and the other thing. Which, you know, of course, you know, I would expect him to say that, and and I don't, I don't think he's lying necessarily. I just don't think that he knows, um, you know, the extent of of what's happening. And this is just based on all the other reports that everybody else in the Hollywood trades, um. Basically, just all the the information that they seem to be getting. Um, So what everybody else seems to be saying is the show is on hold indefinitely. So they told the they told the people working on Obi-Wan, pack your bags, go home. You know, maybe we'll call you later, maybe not, but go home. You're not doing the show right now. You know, like that's that's what they said. You know, they told him to go home. That's it. The show is done. It's not happening right now goodbye they basically fired them you know they don't they're not working right now on obi-wan and maybe they'll be working on it later maybe not so that's where we are right now um uh lucasfilm i don't think has made any kind of statement about what's going on um but the show is on hold that's all we know um the the another thing that has you know the internet riled up has star wars fans riled up is you know the word that's going around is that the reason the show is on a hold is because Kathleen Kennedy, not the story group, not um, you know Bob Iger, not the Disney executives, Kathleen Kennedy personally did not like the scripts. Um, that that is the word that's going around, um, and that because she did not like the scripts, the writer was fired, and they're looking for a new writer. Yes, they claimed it was too similar to, uh, or she claimed, according to the Hive Reporter, it was too similar to Mandalorian. Too similar to the Mandalorian is what she says. So, 
she fired the writer and now we have to find a new writer basically for the show um so the internet went ablaze uh kathleen kennedy was trending on twitter everybody wants her fired and um you know look i just I have talked a lot about Kathleen Kennedy on the show, probably more more so than I've ever wanted to talk about any kind of executive. You know, uh, I mean, we talk about Kevin Feige a lot in with regards to Marvel, um, but I think it is because one it is kind of all his vision, so you kind of can't help but talk about him. Um, you know, and uh, it's mostly positive, so it's not like you know we're bashing him constantly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's if you listen to Hero Talk. Uh, shout out to Hero Talk. You should definitely check that out if you like superheroes. Um, but, you know, with Kathleen Kennedy, it feels like it is the opposite. It's always, it always tend, seems to be something negative. I would love for it to have a positive scoop regarding Kathleen Kennedy. Say maybe, oh, she decides, Kathleen Kennedy decides she wants to recanonize Darth Revan. Or she wants to recanonize Darth Bane. Or Kathleen Kennedy wants you know, to bring back the old Republic or something, which I mean, it, they would never, because if she wanted it to happen, she would just have me do it, you know, but you know, I want to hear something positive that Kathleen Kennedy said or wanted or did the only, most of the positive things that I've heard that she has wanted or did is that she's wanted females to have a more powerful presence in star Wars, which is a good thing. I think, um, I mean, Leia, I think is a, a, a positive, uh, you know, role model, uh, for the most part, and um, but uh, which I mean, look, that's that's well, that's good. I you know am in favor of that. However, um, I don't think she went about it in the right way. I don't like if uh, the creative choices uh, of or if a good amount of the creative choices in the sequel trilogy were hers. I do not agree with those creative choices. Um, you know, if there was a lot of meddling by her with regards to. The Rise of Skywalker, I do not agree with that, with, with the meddling that had happened, which there's a lot of rumors going around that that was the case. Um, and just there's all this drama. There's constant drama in Star Wars right now uh, with her at the helm. You know, when George was running Star Wars, however you felt about the movies, there was no drama. Okay? It, it just, the movie came out, you liked it or you didn't. You moved on. You know, there wasn't this, oh, we got we to gotta can this writer. We have to switch this guy with that guy. We have to change this. That. It's like, look, just, it's like, what is, and it's funny because yeah. it's like, what is the story group there for? You know, why does she even yeah. want a story group? She's just going to say, nah, this is, this is bad. And it's like, what's the point of having them? They're there to make sure the story makes sense, make sure the canon makes sense, and make sure the stories are good, you know, et cetera. You know, that's the reason they're there. These these people are creatives. Yeah. Kathleen Kennedy, based on everything I've read and everything I've seen, I don't know her personally. I don't know how exactly what her role was in Star Wars and the other movies she did with Spielberg, etc. Based on what I've seen, she is not a creative. She is a movie producer. She, she's good at, you know, creating, you know, effects and you know the movie making process casting. the movie magic you know casting all that stuff she's good at that right uh, being a creative you know i wouldn't read her book you know if she wrote a fiction book i would not read it i don't think she has that kind of creative mind just based on not what one. i've seen based on the decisions she's made 
I I just I don't think she's good at it. <laughs> you know, okay. I don't think she should be making those decisions. It seems like that's what she is doing, and I think that is leading to a lot of turmoil, a lot of bad writing, a lot of bad decisions. I trust whoever she fired. I trust their decision making in terms of writing over Kathleen Kennedy because they're actual movie, they're actual writers. This is what they do for a living. I don't trust Kathleen Kennedy. Is she a writer? I want to read something that she's written where she's saying, oh, this script is, I don't like this script. And it's just like nothing, you, nothing you've done in the sequel trilogy, none of the, none of the decisions you've made, I've, I've liked. It's, it's very, you know, from, unfo- story it's, it's, yeah. from a story perspective. It's very unfortunate. It's, you know, she did, she you know, she worked with George in the originals and whatnot. She did a fine job. George handpicked her, I'm sure, with good reason. I don't think she's a bad... I, don't, I doubt she's bad at producing movies. I don't think, you know, she doesn't... I don't think she doesn't, you know, on some level, uh, like Star Wars. You know, I'm sure she's a fan. She worked on the originals and all that good stuff. I don't think she's a super fan. I don't think she has a passion for the lore uh, that all a lot of other Star Wars fans have. I don't think she loves it as much as George Lucas, as much as Dave Filoni. As much as J.J. Abrams, I just I feel I think she's a movie executive. I feel like that's what she is. She's a movie, uh, you know, movie executive, uh, the person that manages uh, the movie making process. That's what she should be doing. She shouldn't be making creative decisions. She should be leaving that to the story group, bring to leave that to people like Favreau and Filoni and people who have that kind of vision. She doesn't have it. So it's very, very upsetting, very frustrating that this is going on. Everyone is calling for her job. I'm not one of those people. I don't think she, I don't think she should be leading Star Wars, man. I don't think she should be leading Lucasfilm. Uh, but uh, Kendall, what's your what's your take on it? I'm sure you have a lot to say as well. So, what you do? Should I should I go? Should I talk on on Obi Wan or should I talk on Kathleen Kennedy first? Uh, uh, well, I guess you could you can uh, talk on Obi Wan first since that's I guess that's the first thing that I brought up. But then you can go on right. to Kathleen Kennedy. So I mean, on Obi Wan, obviously you don't want to hit the panic button. You know, I think Ewan McGregor is, is definitely being glass half full here. He's definitely being you know uh, you know a, a positive you know, a positive Perry right now, you know, he's definitely trying to mm-hmm. keep, you know, people uh, at bay. Um, Cause a lot of people are frustrated, especially after what happened with uh, the rise of Skywalker, you know, you're going to have people a little on edge. They want another Mandalorian. And that's what's so strange about this is that the word is that Kathleen Kennedy is worried that the story is too much like Mandalorian. And of course you don't want a beat for beat, just complete ripoff of the Mandalorian. Right, of course. Yeah. But first of all, the Mandalorian was good. So like if it's similar to Mandalorian in certain ways, I don't think that's a huge issue. I understand look, Star Wars only has right now Disney Plus only has one Star Wars original. Uh or Star Wars only has one Disney Plus original rather, and it's the Mandalorian. So you, I think you'd prefer your second one to be slightly different. I don't like there's nothing you can really do about that. Like you decided to do <laughs> Obi Wan yeah, Obi Wan he's on a desert planet. He's on a desert planet. He's protecting no the kid. Like that's 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 the premise of what an Obi Wan any Obi Wan story is going to be about. Yeah. It's going to be about him on Tatooine protecting Luke. You're the one that said you don't want to do a movie. Yeah, exactly. You, know? you just you said you wanted to do. May have it be a Disney Plus show. It's going to look kind of like hearing, a Mandalorian. Now what we're hearing is that it got shrinked to four from six episodes to four. Jordan Mason 
from making Star Wars went as far as to say that he's hearing it may end up being a movie or may end up being feeling like a movie more than a miniseries. So maybe they are grappling with that. Maybe they are saying, look, if it's going to be similar to Mandalorian, we have to shorten it up. It can't be, it can't be a full length story. It's got to be told in one in one series in one movie, and that's unfortunate, I think, because anything less, any less Obi Wan content, I think, is unfortunate. But uh, especially just because it's similar to Mandalorian, you know, like for me, if if if, if it was good, I, like that would be a very minor criticism for me. Like that's not that's not the first thing. To be, oh yeah, it was alright, but you know. And, and I mean that's coming from somebody I I enjoyed the Force Awakens. I understood that it was very similar to to the original trilogy, but I thought it was a good movie, so I, I didn't I didn't have a problem with it. Um, I feel like I'm not gonna panic with this story or uh, in terms of Obi Wan. I think it'll be fine. Um, I don't want them to stray too much away from what Obi Wan is supposed to be, like. Because you don't, because of the whole Baby Yoda thing and the Mandalorian's relationship with him, I don't want that to then. I don't want them to say, "All right, you know what? We're gonna completely ignore Luke Skywalker in this story." You know, like it's not gonna be about him protecting Luke at all. Because I think that could be an end up end up being a very, very good, well told story if you tell it correctly. Um, I think I don't know where they're disconnected in terms of the story beyond this Mandalorian stuff. That's the only thing you can really point to. Because why would you have, I mean, she said that the scripts were written at Star Wars Celebration. She said the scripts were written. They're keeping Deborah Chow on. They're keeping Ewan McGregor. They're not canning the show. They're just getting rid of the writer and rewriting the script. Like, for what? The only thing that's happened since then, since they said the scripts are written at, at Star Wars Celebration, is that... Mandal- the Mandalorian and Rise of Skywalker have come out. So if you're really panicking that much because you read the script and you're like, man, this is kind of a lot like Mandal- Mandalorian. Why did you greenlight Obi-Wan? Yeah. Why did you greenlight the Mandalorian? They were automatically going to be similar. You Once you made the premise of the Mandalorian a Mandalorian who's protecting a baby Yoda, you automatically then shoot yourself in the foot if you want to do Obi-Wan. So that that is like, there's not much you can do to then change it up, it's, and they should have known what the Mandalorian was. Why would you change the script now? Yep. Like, did she not know what the Mandalorian was? Yeah, it, I mean, it, she's running the thing, or did she just say Favreau do something, and then she just watched it with the rest of us? Was, oh yeah, it seems good. Yep. So I don't know. Yeah, you know, like, yep. That that part is bizarre. You know, on Kathleen Kennedy, I feel like the issue with Kathleen Kennedy is you look at the history of Lucasfilm and Disney uh, under Kathleen Kennedy, and more times than not, there has been, more times than not, there has been creative differences or creative issues with their projects i mean star wars the force awakens was fine from all from all accounts from what i understand that movie had very little issues and they they've been fine uh or that and that ended up that ended up being a fine movie but rogue one 
Gareth Edwards was they told him to get out of there halfway through production during the reshoots. You know, The Last Jedi, I mean, it didn't end up great, but even that one, I'll give them credit. Look, there wasn't any major, from what I understand, there weren't any major creative things with that movie. The only thing that we know is that, like, they gave Ryan Johnson, after <laughs> before Last Jedi even came out, they gave him a trilogy that we don't even know if that's happening. Yep. Because they weren't, because they didn't like The Last Jedi. Or at least they didn't like the reaction to The Last Jedi, which no confidence in in their creator that they put all this confidence into don't even get me started on solo and what happened with lord and miller who she handpicked which again if your job if you're not a creative if you don't come from a creative background like kathleen kennedy doesn't come from the your number one job outside of like making money is pick the people to tell the stories and Nine times out of ten, when she picks the person to tell the story, she then changes midway through the production or right before production. Or she just axes the project altogether like she did with Josh Trank and whatever he was going to do because she didn't like Fantastic Four. And look, I didn't like Fantastic Four, so I'm not going to blast her decision on that. But why did you even pick Josh Trank? Mm -hmm. Was it because he was a hot name in Hollywood before Fantastic Four came out? Were you just jumping on the trends? We don't we don't normally bring up that James Mangle was supposed to do a Boba Fett movie. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. What happened to that? Like James Mangle ended up doing Logan and that was great. But and honestly, imagine if James Mangle would have told a Boba Fett movie in the same light that he told Logan. You know, like what happened with that movie? What happened with um obviously Colin Terrell and the Rise of Skywalker? Which we, as we've seen in the last two weeks, with his all this stuff with the Star Wars Duel of Fates, which Colin Trevorrow has come out and confirmed, said, "Yeah, that was the movie I was making." He's released, and or someone's released all these all this concept art, you know, and people are loving it. People are like, "Yo, this would have been way better than the Rise of Skywalker." And I mean, look, if you've seen the concept art, I would be excited. You should be excited for what that movie could have been. Kathleen Kennedy saw all that stuff, and she said it's not gonna it's not gonna work out because people aren't gonna Star Wars fans aren't gonna appreciate it. Not enough Raylo. Yeah, not, not enough, enough Raylo. Not enough not not enough Palpatine. I don't know who this person is. What's the Mortis? Like that that kind of stuff. I don't know if this came from her. I don't know if this came from Iger, but regardless, like it's just a consistent trend. And then not to mention obviously what's happened with. Uh, this movie, um, or this 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 project Obi Wan, Benioff and Weiss, whatever they were gonna do. Uh, again, the Ryan Johnson trilogy that may or may not come out. I mean, right now, if we're assuming that this Obi Wan thing being put on hold is true, we honestly don't have anything Star Wars that is tangibly on the slate. I know there's some untitled whatever date movie on the Disney slate supposed to be coming out in 2022. They haven't said what that is. And knowing Star Wars, even if they do say what it is and when it's coming out, chances are something something's going to happen. It's just the law of averages. Yep. If there's, a, there's, a 60, there's a 60% chance that a, a writer is going to go or the director is going to leave because of creative differences or they're going to have to reshoot the whole thing without the director or something, something is going to go wrong. And I shouldn't feel like that 
when again her job isn't to even tell the stories if her job was like Kevin Feige obviously crafts these stories maybe not word for word but beat for beat you know but he 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 crafts the overall overarching story of the Marvel Cinematic Universe he puts in the stuff that he wants to put in for his story he makes sure that stuff's in and then he lets the directors kind of work around it mm-hmm. with Star Wars I don't know what Kathleen Kennedy does sometimes she wants to be hands off she wants to like Mandalorian she wants to back off be like you guys do you I'll be in the I'll be in the periphery I'll just make sure this thing is being run smoothly and we'll be fine and that that was great with anything animated she lets Dave Filoni rock out do his thing and that's fine I understand with the sequel trilogy, she has to be more involved, and I think she should have been more involved. She's running Lucasfilm, and she's a producer. Like she should be involved in that series, but and she was involved in a lot of the major casting decisions, I would imagine, and that's great. And but ultimately, what came out of that was not was not positive for Disney, and from a creative perspective clearly she she had no real feel on how to pick people to tell the stories because ultimately we got a mess of a story in terms of continuity and that's like that's basically her job is to pick the creatives how do you have three different people for three different stories that are supposed to be one one congruent timeline and you end up switching you end up switching the third person not thinking you're probably going to pick the second person but then the second person didn't do as well as you thought so you go with the first person who then didn't even like the second person's movie so that makes the third movie like the first movie and now the the first second and third don't really line up at all and if that sounds confusing it's because it is yeah it was just as confusing to watch as it is to listen to or and as it is to explain, but that's the issue with Kathleen Kennedy is that her main job, since she like Shamari is as Shamari has consistently stated that she, since she's not a writer, she's not a storyteller. Her main job is to put the people in the places to tell the story. She's the GM. Mm-hmm. She's not a coach. She's not drawing up plays. She's putting people in positions. She's picking the talent. She's picking the people who can draw up the plays. But the problem is, she's firing the coach every every two weeks. You, you know what? I, you know. You know. What I feel like she is trying to um, that she's trying to do, and this is funny. Actually, I'd never thought about this before. I think she's trying to be Feige. I think she's trying to say, you know what? No, I'm gonna, you know, orchestrate this story like Feige or George. You know, or Spielberg, or Which makes no sense. Makes no sense. That's not what you it, do. That's not. Almost, first of all, it's almost impossible to do that with Star. Yeah, come on. It's not your story. This it's isn't your story. your story. You, you, do, you didn't. You know, grow, you didn't. You weren't like Filoni obsessed with these movies. You know, you weren't like Favreau obsessed with these movies and these characters and this universe. And I, she may say she was. I don't believe her. If she says she was, I don't believe her. Based on everything she's done. So she, you know, she was not. You know, like. You know, a, a super fan of of the characters in the world, and you know, she worked on it. George handpicked her to have this job. It probably paid a a, a 
a buttload of money, and she was like, "Yeah, I'll do it." And then that's just what happened. And, she and then the, she, she was the obvious safe choice. She you was don't want to bring in safe, some complete safe, outsider. Safe exactly. You don't. You don't want to bring in some complete outsider who yep. didn't know business and didn't know Star Wars, and kind of did their own thing. Even if it ended up being good, like what HBO did with uh, Lindelof, like I can guarantee you, I can't guarantee, but I, I mean, I don't think that's who Alan Moore would have handpicked if he did, if he wanted to do right. a, if HBO told him to pick somebody to do Watchmen, but like, so he picked someone that was safe that he worked with that knew how to run a company. Problem is, is that she knew how to produce individual movies. She knows how to produce individual movies. Not always, they're not always great, like The Last Airbender. But she knows how to produce individual movies. A lot of them have been successful. But when you're telling her to run a universe, like you said, like Kevin Feige, that was her first mistake, is that she's not... She has to be more of an Amy Pascal figure. Exactly, yes. She has to be more of, you know, just a, a Kevin Tushihara, like somebody who's Yeah, exactly. Like, very much like on the periphery does a lot of the business stuff can handle the castings and the production of each movie individually but not someone who's going to craft the universe in their image i don't want to see kathleen kennedy's star wars yeah just, nobody I, wants to see that nobody has any interest in seeing that no one has nobody, any interest in seeing her version about that but then that's the problem wars. is that we don't want to see Kathleen Kennedy's Star Wars. And I think to some extent she understands that. But what she doesn't understand is that, like, the people that she picks, a lot of times we're excited about, and then she mm -hmm. doesn't let them tell their stories. Yep. Like, if we want to see Lord and Miller do a Star Wars movie, like, we were excited about that. Yep. But then uh, apparently she didn't like the way they were doing things because yep. it, it didn't jive with her vision of Star Wars and it didn't jive with her vision of movie making. Well, why did you pick them in the first place? Again, because it was it was it because they were a hot name in Hollywood, probably. But like, where what changed? You know, you didn't like Josh Trank, you didn't like James Mangold, you know, like you, you apparently you don't like Ryan Johnson now. You didn't like Benioff and Weiss. Like, what what is where have all these things? You didn't let these guys tell the stories they wanted to make. I mean, I'm worried about what. Obi-Wan's gonna come out to be I, you can't be again I don't want to hit the panic button but you can't not be concerned about or you have to be concerned about what this story is gonna be because now it's gonna feel like alright this is Kathleen Kennedy's Star Wars and what is most problematic about this Shamari is that Kathleen Kennedy is a lame duck executive she has one year, her contract is expiring at the end of the year in 2021. Yeah, her contract is expiring, so essentially, she's only had one more Star Wars project anyway to work on maybe two. She got the 2022 movie, which I don't know if that's happening or not. But the really, the only, the only thing she's working on right now is Obi Wan. So, I don't want her last Star Wars project to be something where. Now she's deciding, all right, yeah, I'm leaving Star Wars, so let me start changing things up and making panic decisions to try and save the story. Like, again, that to use a sports analogy, that'd be like if a GM or a head coach, or it'd be like if a GM had one year left and everyone knew he was going to get fired at the end of the year and they started trading everybody on the team. 
you'd be like, why are you, why is the owner letting this guy even do anything? Like beyond the basic the, the basic thing. Mm-hmm. So that's but the problem with the Disney structure right now is that you have a lame duck executive at Lucasfilm whose boss is a lame duck at Disney. Bob Iger's leaving anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm not saying that Iger doesn't care. Because obviously he wants these things to make money, he wants these things to be successful. But like, honestly, he could care. He probably could care less about like two, three, four years down the line. We don't know what's going to happen now, Horn. We don't know what the succession plan is at Disney. But it's 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 frustrating. I don't think Ken, I don't think Kathleen Kennedy is going to survive this long term. Um, just from a PR standpoint, this is awful news for Star Wars. And it's hurting. It's gonna. It's, they're gonna. It's gonna hurt their pocket at some point, because PR. You can't announce Obi Wan after years of people clamming for it, and then say it's put on hold because Kathleen Kennedy. It's all her fault. Literally her fault. Yeah, it's literally all her. Fault. <laughs> her name is on the headlines. She didn't like the writer. Not because you know someone. It's not because you and McGregor didn't like the script. Exactly. Because you know someone couldn't do it because of a conflict. It's not because the director, you know, didn't like, you know, you in or something. It, it's, it's strictly she was like, eh, I, didn't, I don't like this. Like that. If, if this movie is delayed, which you McGregor denies. But if this movie is delayed, that automatically is going to cost them money. And it's automatically going to cost them. It's going to mess up their calendar, mess up their schedule. You can't tell me the executives at Disney and particularly the Disney, the people running the Disney Plus uh, platform are not going to be happy about that because they have a calendar set up and now it's being pushed back because Kathleen Kennedy, who's not even a creative, is like, oh, this is a little too similar to Mandalorian. I don't know. Yeah, so it all kind of, um, it all makes her seem very um, uh, unable to do her job. I mean, to be to be inept. frank, you know, it makes her seem very inept, unable to do her job, uh, un unclear of what exactly her job is which is not to be a creative and make creative decisions i mean she, she's a president so she can but that's not what she's supposed to be doing uh she's the she's the president of lucasfilm she's not directing movies she's not writing scripts you want to know who's, mean, a, she, who's a creative like lauren kasdan you know was a screenwriter on a lot of the 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 the, the, the original trilogy movies and and the Indiana Jones movies, like he's a creator. He can he can exactly. tell stories. I don't, but I also don't want Lawrence Kasdan producing a movie or Lawrence Kasdan mm-hmm. being like the 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 head of Lucasfilm because there are certain jobs that certain people can do, certain jobs certain people can't. Mm-hmm. And Kathleen Kennedy's job should not be like if you're going to appoint somebody for a movie. One, it should be a collective decision by multiple people, not just Kathleen Kennedy. But if if she is she has the final say and they're gonna appoint somebody for a certain movie, she shouldn't then be stepping in unless unless there is chaos on the set. And if you, I was gonna give I was gonna give her a pass for uh, Solo. Ultimately, Solo it didn't end up being that bad of a movie to begin with, but. I was going to give her a pass on Solo, going to give her a pass on even Rogue One, because it ended up being a very good movie. But, like, when this happens nine times out of ten, 
you end up having some sort of strife in the production of a movie from a creative backstage behind the scenes standpoint that is extremely extremely telling because and it would what illuminates it even worse for her is that she literally has someone doing almost the exact same job she is right across the street in Disney with Kevin Feige and mm-hmm. they have none of the drama that that Star Wars has no drama at had, all we just you, had the Scott Derrickson thing nobody cares nobody cares nobody cares we're like no oh can we hear no what the head is on fire now like a lot of people are like this could end up being a good thing nobody's nobody's panicking nobody's panicking you know like because at the end of the day we know look this happens but yeah, right. very rare you know the one time it did happen things went fine with ant-man but dude's that 20 movies he has we give him the benefit of the doubt you yep. can't give kathleen kennedy a benefit of the doubt when half the time this happens and a lot of times it doesn't end well yep rise of skywalker the the last example we had yep they they scrapped the person who was supposed to do the movie because they I guess they didn't like the script, and what makes again it makes this even worse is that now the guy is coming out with the entire script, and people love it. Yep. So now you really question her judgment of storytelling. Yep. Yeah. So it's all it's all a huge mess. Um, I mean, we'll keep track of this story to see if anything if anything comes of it. Um. I mean, I think if if Disney is smart, they'll get somebody else, uh, anybody else, someone else, even the girl that she likes at the um, that's do, working on everything live action. Um, I forget her name. I don't know why her name is escaping me. Um, but um, but she, but She's even the, yeah, the creator of live action. Content yeah, the creator of, of yeah the the um, person in charge of all live action content. Even if even if they promoted her out of the blue, I'd be like, all right, let's see what she's got. Maybe she at least like knows how to run live action content and knows not to meddle quite so much. <laughs> you know, it's just like just any really at this point, it's like anybody else. Anybody that just won't meddle can just put the creative people in the places they need to be. Make sure you have a story group there already. You have a story group there already <laughs> to make sure everything lines up Show and me. makes sense. That's not your job. That's their job. Let them do their job. You just get the creatives for the get the directors, the writers, the producers. Let them do their job and hope everything works well and everybody makes money. That's it. And like, so my last thing, Shamar, is mm-hmm. should if you're Bob Iger, let's not even say Bob Iger he, again. He's on the way out. But if you're the next guy at Disney, mm-hmm. and you know, Cass and Kenny's got an expiring contract. She's out. You're kind of deciding, all right, how do we... Maybe she's not out. Maybe you bring her back. But you're trying to decide how you go forward with Star Wars. Maybe not necessarily even a specific name, but how would you craft Lucasfilm from a business perspective? Like, do you go with uh, just a, a straight, like, director who you say, you know, we're going to give this guy the keys to Star Wars? Uh, like J.J. Abrams, we say, like, because that's what they did with Star Trek. We we're like, we're gonna give J.J. Abrams the keys to Star Trek. He can do whatever he wants, and the movies. I mean, you know, they were good for the most part. Uh, like, do you do you go with one creator to do everything? Do you go with 
Uh, do you just go to Kevin Feige or someone like Kevin Feige, someone who's worked with Kevin Feige? Like, how do you craft Star Wars? The fan in me wants to say, go with a creative, put Filoni in charge, and just see what happens. Um, the, um, I guess the... Do you even, do you separate the, the entities? Do you uh, say, like, you know, someone can, a video game guy can do Star Wars, can do Lucasfilm games... You know, a movie guy can yeah, do the movies. Gonna, uh, bring Lucas Arts back, <laughs> right? You know, like but, um, that's the other thing you have to look at. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. You know, there will be a lot of stuff to consider. There's a lot of different options to consider. Um, I don't think it's not wise to put to just put a business person in, in at the helm. Someone, um, uh, someone that has mainly had an, at a position just in, as a, a top level executive in terms of movie not, making. Not if they're gonna in charge. Um, as long, but uh, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, as long as they know to not meddle in ter- with the what the creatives are doing, if they're gonna take more of a backseat approach, have the story group do their job, have the directors and and writers and such do their job, and just you know just oversee and make sure that um, you know the production of the movies goes well, um, I would not have any issue with that. Um, but whoever they put in charge, they just need to. I I would just need assurance that they're it's going to be a uh they're they have a vision. They have a clear vision for what they want to do and that they have a plan and that the creators are going to have some level of freedom with what they want to do um because I think that's very important. It, it so um but it's yeah. It's kind of like um Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I look at it like I obviously use a lot of sports analogies, but like you look at like the structure of sports organizations, and obviously I'm, I'm a sports management major. Like a lot of them are not like the president of the New Jersey Devils, for example, is not gonna. A lot of times, isn't even a hockey guy. Right. A lot of times, it's just a strict businessman who it's knows how to executive. make money. Right. He's an executive, you know, the sales guy is a. Marketing, you know, marketing background, sales background, like it's not somebody who's played twenty years in the NHL and made him the president of the company. Yep. Like, but that same guy isn't then going to be like firing the GM or firing the 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 head coach or telling the head coach who to start, telling them what plays to run because that guy doesn't know anything about hockey. Exactly. You know, from a from a from a intricate detailed level, you may know hockey from from afar, from a fan perspective. So that is what Lucasfilm has to realize: is that Kathleen Kennedy, if she's going to keep, if they're going to keep her on board at Disney, she has to be that kind of creator or that kind of executive, I should say. It's somebody who like knows the business, knows Star Wars, knows movies, but like at the end of the day, and she's going to pick the people who make the movies, but don't get in their way. Yep. If, like if you really don't like what they're doing, like then you can get rid of them but like just understand that like each time you do that that is a massive massive detriment so get it right the first time yep and the fact that she can't get it right the first time and disney doesn't seem to care it's like they don't really i wonder how much they care about star wars you wonder if it's just they just they are so resigned to the fact that we're gonna make money anyway because of star wars that like they honestly don't don't care because this is this is this is a I, I don't even want to use the word that I was gonna use, but this is a mess. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the cynic in me, I mean, the cynic in me says they don't care. I mean, all they really care about is they're making money. They're um, making money. I mean, that's, but how long does that last? Yeah, I mean, you wonder how long. Eventually, the trend, the the all if they all they look at are, are the the line graphs and the, and the different things showing their profit margins and all that. And eventually, uh, the fan base and the feelings of the fan base reflects on those numbers, and that's when the changes will start. Um, but I mean, we'll see uh, what Lucasfilm decides to do with the future. Uh, I do want to move. I would do want to move on to the next topic here. So um, we did get a a uh, trailer for Star Wars: Clone Wars Season Seven. Um, you know, this got the internet. Also got the internet ablaze. Uh, all the fans are very very excited. Um, I am very very excited. I mean, it looks it looks great. You know, they didn't go too in depth with everything as a lot of the you know Dave Filoni animated series trailers are. They don't get too in depth with what the story is, um, but it looks like the siege of Mandalore is something that we will see. It looks like the fight between Ahsoka and Maul is something we will see, and um, uh, I'm hearing also that they brought Ray Park in to do do choreography. Uh, uh, for the fight, which is fantastic. So, That's wild, man. I, this is this is gonna be something else, man. This season and just this show. Uh, a lot of people have already called for, oh, bring the Clone Wars back. Filoni already confirmed they're not gonna bring it back. That's not gonna happen. Um, which is fine. I mean, the Clone Wars, it's it's in between, it's in between two and three. I mean, you can't it can't go on forever, you know. So, yeah, I I um, thought that was yeah. a possibility. I'm not gonna lie. You know, I thought that was a dim possibility like, i didn't th- i wasn't expecting it but I, I had a little bit of hope that like, maybe if they make enough money if you make enough money and get enough people excited in anything anything has a chance of coming back but the timeline is where obviously you make the point it doesn't really make sense yep yeah i mean pretty much so um but yeah i mean just a couple of highlights from the trailer i mean we get that that preview of the showdown uh, between Maul and Ahsoka, we see some uh, uh, clips of the clone troopers, and you hear Rex, of course, uh, D. Bradley Baker in the background is voicing voicing Rex and the other clones. Um, you see the Mandalorians. Uh, you see uh, Mandalore. Um, I mean, you see Ahsoka in uh, uh, the lower levels of Coruscant, the kind of Coruscant underground, um, which I'm sure that is going to be. Um, that should be a very entertaining. Did, didn't they have a uh, either a clip or I mean I know the episodes actually or some of the episodes uh, had come out online unfinished, but um, I feel like they really actually released like clips or something like that a while back um, uh, of that uh, of her kind of underground. Well, um, yeah, that was uh, at a celebration. They, they yeah. played those clips. Yeah, um, they did play those clips and um, so unfinished I'm, version. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited. I'm, ex- I'm pretty excited to see that as well um and you got more anakin you got more obi-wan um i mean this is it's just everything you want to see basically from star wars animation um and i'm extremely extremely excited and it's coming out very soon it's uh coming out next month in february um so um yeah and it's coming out on disney plus it, they're releasing that week to week right is that week that's week to week right Pretty sure. Uh, I don't think probably. they're releasing it all at once. I'm pretty sure that's week to week as well. 
Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm extremely excited. But uh, kind of, what do you think of the trailer? Um, yeah, yeah, no, I thought the trailer was uh really really good. As someone who didn't even finish the Clone Wars, um, I like I still felt. I mean, obviously, I watched all of Rebels, so like you getting it. It feels almost I don't say as much of a prelude to Rebels, but like it definitely has a little bit. I mean, we even see Kanan Jarrus as Caleb Doom. You know, as a Padawan. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I was, when you showed me that, I was I was bugging out. I mean, that was crazy. Like, I you know, party party wishes that they didn't show that, but like that's that's the that's the stuff that like gets you to watch. You know, yep. I'm like, look, I've got to watch. I don't think we'll get much more than that. I think that'll probably be a cameo Easter egg, but even then, um, that's crazy. Uh, obviously, the Ahsoka Mall fight is something that we are all going to be watching closely um the the look that we got at uh even a lot of people have pointed out the the way that like they're kind of retelling some certain moments in the prequel movies i wouldn't i mean i'm guessing the uh revenge of the sith uh, maybe that attack alone i can't even tell but like they have they have shot for shot just retelling the certain certain moments, uh, particularly one of Mace Windu and the and Yoda and the Jedi all kind of talking, you know, through hologram or whatever, uh, and it looks as if maybe that this one this 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 time it's being told from someone else's perspective. So it's not like the it's not this it's the same moment, but it's from someone else's from a different side of the hologram essentially. But um, that that's interesting. Um, and I guess just ultimately, like, do you think that we will get, cause how do you think this went? Like, do you think we will get order 66 full on? Um, cause that's what people are speculating that we'll finally see order 66. I, I didn't assume that because order 66, again, that goes in straight through revenge of the Sith. Yeah. So, no. like, yeah. That, that's why I absolutely, I mean, unless we get some kind of time skip. Which is possible. Um, at the end, similar to what they did with Rebels. I think that's the only way. And I give that probably maybe a 5% chance. I don't think that's going to happen. Really? Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Which, I'm, I'm fine with it. I, I, mean, I, I mean, I know a lot of people want to see the series continue and go on into the more dramatic moments of Star Wars and, and have a kind of Filoni version retelling. I don't think we're going to get that at all. I think it's just going to end... Um, it's gonna end kind of where uh, uh, the well, not not exactly where the Ahsoka novel begins, but like, but it's gonna because the, the beginning of the Ahsoka novel is with the the fight between um, or has kind of Ahsoka. I believe it was a flashback actually, the fight between her and Maul, and um, you know, so I think the fight between her and Maul is gonna be the end of the series. I think it's gonna be at the very end of the series, and. Um, you know, and then just from there, um, you know, I think it's just going to lead into uh, the uh, battle we see at the beginning of uh, Revenge of the Sith. I think I think it may just lead re- directly into that battle over was that over Coruscant? I forget where that where exactly that was, but but where you know where they eventually find Dooku and fight him and kill him. I think that's right. I think I think that's where the the series is going to end. You know. Um, but yeah, which I'm fine with. I I don't need this go any any anywhere into Revenge of the Sith. 
I never had those kind of expectations. Um, so I think they're just going to end it between two and three, and that's just where it's going to stay. Um, but I do have a question for you. Do you think we're going to get any hints towards this, um, and which I'll get to into this later on in the show as well, but uh, hints into whatever this next series is going to be, uh, whether it's Project Luminous related or anything, you think we're going to get any hints to any other uh, animated content from Dave Filoni? Um, in Clone Wars, see, I just don't see why. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, yeah. Like, it's so, like, so old. Like, I mean, I mean, they can do it. I mean, it's a new, I mean, it's, it's a new telling. Like I said, I mean, they're adding Kanan Jarrus. Right. Caleb Doom, like, they didn't, obviously, they didn't plan for Caleb Doom to be in this, you know, year, you know, five years ago. But, um, I, like, I mean, it's, it's possible, but I think the biggest thing is, like, you have the Ahsoka Tano factor and, like people are going to be wondering what happens with Ahsoka Tano. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they announce the series right after this is done. You know, um, it, the does it take away from you? Does it, does does because we see the Ahsoka Mall thing? Does knowing what happens with Rebels take away from that moment at all? Because you know, I mean, no one dies, obviously. For me, it doesn't. Alright. Yeah, for for me personally, it doesn't, like at all. You know, I'm I'm very much uh still looking forward uh to seeing this fight. Uh, that's what people sometimes they have to understand is that like not everything's about like, oh, they're still alive, so it means nothing, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, oh, they, they, no one died. <laughs> it was meaningless. Yeah, it's like oh I mean I mean, meaningless? I, I don't think it's any meaningless. Still a very, very fascinating interaction. Yeah, I mean it's similar to when, uh, when um, uh, in Clone Wars, when uh, Palpatine fought Maul in Savage Press. I mean, you knew neither of them was gonna die. You know, yeah. uh, you know, um, you know, Savage Press may die or whatever, but you know, Palpatine ain't gonna die. You know, Maul ain't gonna die. So why? Who cares? You know, why am I? <laughs> why am I watching this? Yeah. You know. So it was just, you know. But at the same time. Um, you still just want to see the fight. I mean, who doesn't want to see a, a cool lightsaber fight uh, in Star Wars anyway? Um, it's like like a lot of the fights in, in the prequels. Like, you knew Anakin was going to die. You knew Obi-Wan was going to die. Because they're alive in, in in Episode 1, 2, and 3. So why am I... <laughs> why, or right. Episode 4, 5, and 6. So why bother? You know, it's like, no. Like, I want to see right. a cool lightsaber fight. <laughs> you know? So it's like, I mean, I don't know. So I think that's a little... Uh, that's a that's a that's a bit much. I don't need I don't need someone to die in this fight for it to to still be meaningful and to still be awesome. So I'm still very much now. We see we see Caleb Doom. Is there any chance that we get Kyle Kestis? Ooh, that would be. You know, you want to talk about a mind mind explosion? Uh, 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 uh you know, deep that that would be a very deep deep is, uh... cut. By the story that I would say, the story group told Filoni put this kid in the show. I don't think that would have been something Filoni would have done. Just you know, I mean, look, maybe he'll have a cameo, possibly. Um, some you know, someone's gonna gonna scroll through every every uh, every millisecond of footage to see any kind of kid with orange hair. You know. Oh yeah, I mean, if he's with his master, it'd be very uh, very obvious. He's dead walking around, you know. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. 
Um, Paul. Uh, but all right, so moving on to the next topic, we uh, are hearing rumors now that um, the Clone War, or not the Clone Wars, uh, Knights of the Old Republic is being, uh, well, I guess, quote unquote, remade, though apparently, according to reports, it's more like a, um, going to be more like a sequel. But they're continuing with the Knights of the Old Republic um, series. It's going to be kind of like a retelling, but more like a sequel. Uh, this is according to Cinelinks. This is their scoop. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, their claim is that the game will integrate elements from the first two games in order to bring certain things into the current Star Wars canon, um, uh, making the game more of a reboot than a remake, basically. Um, now, this is... Um, uh, I, I tend to believe that this rumor is more uh well it's made more legit by a few things one we had been hearing for a while that this was on the table kathleen kennedy did say the old republic is on the table or that or even that they talked about it plenty of times in terms of bringing it back bringing the old republic back in some way um uh, we know that old republic characters have been made canon uh through the um uh, the rise of skywalker visual uh, dictionary, um, and they reveal that the Sith Trooper Squadrons were named after old ancient Sith, one of them being Revan. Um, so, uh, so we know that these characters are now canon. So, I mean, it's absolutely not out of the question for them to remake the Old Republic um, in a way. And it, it, you know, the way that Fallen Order was made gives you hope that they would be able to. Um, you know, have this just be a game without any kind of crazy monetization, uh, you know, loot boxes and DLC season pass, season pass, you know, <laughs> like that this can just be a game that people yeah. buy and enjoy, you know, which is what the first two were and what they were supposed to be. So, um, so I think this is very much possible. Of course, I hope that it, it does happen and that it does come out. And um, uh, there's also a rumor going around that we're getting a, a another game related to relating to Project Luminous. Um, uh, could be associated with uh, uh, what was going to be the Visceral game, but you know the Visceral is no longer around. Um, uh, but it may be a separate uh, uh, company working on this game that. Um, that is going to be relating to Project Luminous. I don't know. This is all rumors. There's no very unconfirmed, but uh, that's the word that's going around right now. Uh, Kendall, what are your thoughts on these rumors, and what would you be excited to see? Um, yeah, I mean, with, with Nice Little Republic, you know, that's something that I know a lot of, obviously, a lot of Star Wars fans are very, very excited about. Um, you know, I've seen... The, uh, the question being thrown out there well first of all like like why do this I mean I would say why do this but like why like why not you know supplement this with uh, some sort of Disney plus series uh, a movie like that's that's a lot that's what a lot of people are wondering is could they have told this story uh, through other forms um but the other question is like, who would be producing this? Like, 
you know, would it be Bioware? You know, Bioware obviously made the original. Um, you know, would it be Dice? Would it be uh, Reeveslawn? You know, that that is that's the question. Um, yeah, I mean, Bioware. Uh, by, not not to get, I guess, too deep into the whole uh, gaming situation, but Bioware's last game was Anthem, and that was a complete and utter mess. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I know just from uh, playing the... Um, was it the beta? And look, I understand betas are unfinished, but this beta was just completely broken on many levels. And, um, and the game apparently was completely broken on many levels. And uh, so, yeah, Bioware completely bungled that. Apparently, the, you know, the release and, the, you know, the way they were treating their employees was very questionable. And a lot of just bad stuff going on with Bioware right now. So I kind of, I feel bad saying yeah, I don't want Bioware to work on it. Mass Effect game coming out, right? I feel like I heard something about that as well. Which, uh, Andromeda, Mass Effect Andromeda, which is the last game they made, was very... Um, Controversial. A lot of people, controversial. A lot. Some people didn't like a lot of things about that game as well. But um, so yeah, Bioware. I'm just like, uh, I don't know if I want Bioware to be making the game. Maybe I suppose. I guess as long as it's done right, right. You know. So it's. But that's a very big if. So, um, you know. But I. I. So I. I really don't know. I don't. I don't even know if the same team of, of Bioware. Is around that was around yeah, back then. Around, like, doesn't even matter. If they made the original. I mean, I mean, is Bioware just? Is this this even the same team? Is it just Bioware and name? It could be a completely different company. <laughs> that was so long ago, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that was over like ten years ago. It was a very, very long time ago. So, um, so yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know if I want Bioware to be making the game, but either way, I'm. I just want the Old Republic to be canon, and if they bring it back, if they canonize it in gaming form, I'm happy with that as well. Um, uh, I mean, I think the Old Republic game is still alive and well. Um, I'm also I also wonder what they're what they're going to do about that. <laughs> yeah, if they'll canonize that if they'll declare that as being legends. Well, well I guess it is kind of legends now, but I mean, are they going to do anything with that? I mean, if they're going to re-canonize the Old Republic uh, through a Knights of the Old Republic game and bring back Revan and all these other people, I mean. So I don't know. So uh, there's a lot of questions, a lot of stuff going on. But either way, I'll be very excited for that game to come back. Um, but I did. It's called, all... uh, it's called Knights of the High Republic. <laughs> yeah, might, <laughs> yeah, might as well since they seem to be going uh, full steam ahead with this High Republic. Um, but uh, you know, according to um, uh, uh, sources, we are supposed to be getting um, information on Project Luminous. Uh, this is coming from actually uh, from uh, ABC News um, reporter Clayton Sandell um, says that we're going to be getting information on Project Luminous on February 24th of 2020. Uh, so this is uh, Project Luminous uh, is the um, it's basic. We don't it, what's funny is we don't really know what Project Luminous is. It's supposed to be this event in the Star Wars universe, it's supposed to be a collection of games. Or, well, actually, I don't even think it's confirmed that it's going to be games, but books, comics, maybe even shows and movies. Uh, it's, I don't know what this is, what it is, which I think is why this is such a big deal. 
Um, Lucasfilm has been very coy with, with, with regards to what Project Luminous is referring to. Um, I think it may just be. I think that may just be the working kind of title, similar to what they do with movies, where they have a kind of a working title, and then. So I think Project Luminous is just what they're referring to as this new big project within Star Wars. Um, so we're going to get details on that on February 24th. Um, I don't know how. Apparently, it's going to be some kind of event, or that's the words that they're going to be. There's going to be some kind of event, um, but. Uh, we're gonna get details on it on the twenty fourth, so we'll find out. Hopefully, it'll be very in deep, very in depth, and we'll get information on whatever books, comics, shows, and/or movies, and hopefully games as well. Uh, we will be getting relating to Project Luminous, um, and uh, yeah, we know a lot of people are working on it. a lot of comic book writers, a lot of novel novelists um, that are telling uh one uh telling this w one cohesive story uh so very very exciting stuff um uh Kendall, do you have any any uh hopes any particular um uh, thoughts regarding this project luminous announcement um yeah i don't know project luminous i like there there's so many uh so many ways that they could that they can go with it um the one thing that we took from, I mean, we remember we were at Comic Con when they kind of did they unveil it at Comic Con or they just like they did or yeah, they unveiled it at Comic Con, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they said, "Oh, this new thing, Project Luminous." It was like a big mysterious thing. Yeah, they couldn't talk about. It. So we were there when they unveiled it, and it seemed as though that was related to the books. Yeah. Um. So I, I mean, you would imagine. Uh, and the way they they the way they the way they, they they framed it, it was like we can't talk about it until Rise of Skywalker comes out. Like it was very specific to that mm. uh, to that story. So because of that, it makes you wonder. I mean, is it going to be something related to that story at all? You know, is it is it High Republic based? Probably, maybe, but probably not. Um, you know, Charles Soule is obviously doing it, so is it related to Kylo Ren in any way, or related to the Palpatine and Snoke stuff? Like, we're already getting Rise of, Sky Rise of Kylo Ren. We already got that. So, like, I don't know. I Like, it, it's fascinating. But when you try to connect these dots, you try to connect who's, who's making the stories, when are they being released, and all these things tie into it being something sequel trilogy-related, potentially related to Kylo Ren. Um, just given... His connections to Rise of Kylo Ren and Charles Soule and and seemingly the Rise of Skywalker, but it could also just be High Republic based, which would be mm -hmm. something that Charles Soule teased in his own story. So um, that also wouldn't surprise me as well. Which uh, is he writing any of the Star Wars comic? Um, right now, he's writing the main comic. Yeah, yeah he's so. writing the main comic yep. as well. So. Like it, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if this is very much because um, wouldn't surprise me if this is High Republic based as well. Yeah, honestly, that wouldn't surprise me either. I think that's a very good point. Um, I mean, we know they've already teased this High Republic era um, quite a bit, and um, uh, which I'm 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 down for High Republic content. You know, um, if that's you know what they're calling the era now, the High Republic, I'm down for getting any content pre Episode One. I'm down for getting. You know, I think that 
that's a very underutilized, overlooked era that that I think you could tell. Oh, it's like it, it's it's almost like a whole other uh, sandbox that you just play with. You could tell all kinds of stories um, uh, in that era, featuring all kinds of different battles and and things. I mean, the gas, the Jedi were, uh, I guess, supposedly around for th- hundreds of thousands of years. I mean. I mean, they've been doing they've been doing other stuff. I'm more than happy to see, and is of course, there's more than enough bounty hunters, and uh, you know, other pirates, other, all kinds of other characters that they could use. So, and I'm sure uh, writers and comic writers as well would be happy to tell stories in that era. Um, I, they're hyping it up so much that I kind of hope it's not just oh, we're telling stories in the High Republic. And it's like, well, all right. I mean, that's what all this hype was about. <laughs> so I'm kind of hoping it's something else. But, you know, I mean, I think it's very much possible that it could be something High Republic based. Um, uh, but all right, I did want us to talk about uh, Star Wars Resistance. So Star Wars Resistance had its season and series finale um, this past weekend. It was um, um, uh, we as as Kendall had mentioned, we uh, had not reviewed the previous episodes just because the Mandalorian was going on and then all this other stuff was going on and uh resistance just to, up to that point had not been that interesting just being blunt about it um uh but uh the se- season finale series finale came on we had caught up by that point we had watched the the finale um I thought it was a solid uh uh season finale and series finale you know it no it did not make up for the rest of the season but it was a solid season finale, and it was a solid series finale. Um, uh, do I wish we had gotten more resistance? Um, I mean, I want to say yes, but I mean, <laughs> do you really want to say it? I mean, I do. I, I mean, look, I want to say yes just because I, I, th- I think what kind of pulls sucks the air out of it. Also, is that episode nine wasn't great. You know, the saga didn't end on a. A great note for me personally. So I mean, I'm part of me is like, oh, I want more stories told in this era, and it's like, eh, do I? I mean, it all leads to Palpatine is the puppet master. He was the voice in Kylo Ren's head, and he's got all these Sith out in Timbuktu nowhere, and uh, you know, he's got all these ships out in Timbuktu nowhere in space right. that he's just gonna summon randomly. And, you know, raise his granddaughter and he's just trying to make her. It's all this other stuff that is just not great to me. So, I mean, it kind of messes, kind of messes with everything. I think if Rise of Skywalker was great, then I'd be like, hey, look, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll, as long as they hopefully tried to, to, to make it, make the stories more interesting. Um, but, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, you know, the way it is now. No, nah, not really. I mean, I feel like it's just it is the story. The series ended, uh, whether it was whether it was can due to ratings or creative, whatever. It is what it is. The series was canned. Was it that great? Not really. Had a lot of things holding it back. Um, the art w- was fantastic. The animation was fantastic throughout. Uh, the worlds, the creatures, the, even the humor, a lot of times wasn't bad, but the stories overall were lacking <laughs> a lot. Low, low stakes. 
low, extremely low stakes. Most most of the episodes, ninety five percent of the episodes, were very inconsequential. The only consequential episodes were the finales of both seasons, and that's really it. I could tell someone watch the watch the series premiere, the season one finale, the season two premiere, and the season two finale, and you're good. You know. I, well, to be fair, like I mean, you do need the 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 only thing I'll say is you do need the progression of Tam and yeah, maybe maybe a couple episodes before the season two finale, but and outside of that, like the, the Tam right. stuff is like the most by far the by most far the most interesting thing. stuff. The By most far. interesting, redeeming, like it's the thing that like makes you say like I'm. I won't say I'm glad, but like, like I I don't feel like I wasted. I mean, I won't say that because on some level I did waste a lot of time. But like, I on some level like you do feel like all right, like I got something out of this. Like Shamari said, I didn't have to not. I didn't have to like. I couldn't have just skipped this completely, you know, just because of her character. Outside of that, you're right. I mean, you, nothing else. Nothing about Kaz's character from season one to season two to the finale really changed that much. Nothing about Niku, Hype, Phaedon, Yeager, Doza. Like, no, no, nothing really develops with any of them. And that's what's so alarming about the way this, this series ultimately progresses, that, like, I felt like it was in standstill mode, even though it was supposed to be a, 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 const- a continuous linear story nothing nothing changed about anything besides besides the tam stuff and ultimately like shamari mentions like at the end of the day it all kind of goes back to start anyway like <laughs> she leaves and she comes back and you know by the end she's with the team again and it's like all right so yeah really nothing you're right i mean nothing you really didn't have to watch because nothing happened um so that's what that's what's unfortunate because like you said, they're a little like the the dialogue and the the. It was a fun show. It's boring as heck from a, like I said, from a stake standpoint. Like nothing that happens ever matters. Um, it was cool to see Kylo Ren in the finale, uh, and his his cameo made sense. It worked. It 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 felt like Kylo Ren, and it felt like it had stakes. Um, speaking of Kylo Ren, did you see the uh, the new? SNL undercover boss with Kylo Ren. No, I gotta watch it. Oh, you gotta watch that. Yeah, <laughs> but um, that was, was that was very funny. Uh, and shout yeah. out to Adam Driver. Shout but, out to Adam Driver. Yep. Yeah, the first one obviously with Matt the Radar Technician was <laughs> obviously also uh, great. I actually have to rewatch that one. But um, but no, yeah, seeing uh, Kylo Ren, I can't I couldn't tell if that was Adam Driver's voice. I mean, I'm assuming it yeah, was. I couldn't tell either actually. Since since uh, Oscar Isaac does Oscar Isaac, yeah, but um, but no, I mean, look, this series, I'm gonna remember it as a series that was, like Shamari said, high quality in animation, had to introduce some some lighthearted but I think solid characters that if they brought back in other capacities that were more high stakes, I would appreciate, and I would, you know. Like if they brought Eager into something that made more that 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 had higher stakes, I would absolutely like that. I'd be yep. like, oh cool, yo, they brought Eager in, you know, or even Kaz, even Niku, even Niku, or whatever his name is. Like yep. these are all characters that you know I don't hate, 
they just were underutilized and given nothing to do. Yeah. And I don't really blame, there's nobody to blame. They just decided to make a show that was for eight year olds, which I like, you can't have them do anything that's going to be high stakes. You can't blame the writers. You can't really blame the execs. I don't know if people watch it, but it's not, I mean, it's alarming that they canceled it after two seasons, but they also are bringing in a new show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they, if whatever this, if this, New show, I guess, that Filoni's working on ends up being some kind of rebel sequel or something. If they brought Yeager back there and Yeager was just in the show, I'd be down for that. I'd be like, yes, I'm glad. I guess see more. I, I didn't hate the characters, but they didn't do anything with them. You know, Doza, they had that whole tease where he had the Imperial thing in his closet. And yeah. where did that go? Nowhere. It was just, oh, nope. yeah, he was an Imperial. That's it. I mean, they had that scene with Griff talking to Kaz about how he was an Empire and he followed Doza. And Doza helped him defect, which was very good. It's a very good, cool scene. But I'm like, why can't we have this for everybody? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I don't know anything about that blonde lady. I know nothing about her. She was just there. She was one of the aces. She barely said anything. And that was it. You know, nothing was ever done with her character. I don't know if they had planned to do anything with her character later on in future seasons. If they had planned for future seasons. Um, but, you know, she was just there and had, like, a Russian-like accent. You know? So it's just they... A lot of just throwaway stuff that didn't end up going anywhere. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess if I had to give a grade for Resistance, um, I mean, if I had to rate this season, I mean, I'd rate it, I don't know, 5.5 out of 10. Um, I mean, it was, wow. I don't know what I rated last season, but I thought it was better than last season. Um, I mean... The only reason I gave it a 5.5 out of 10 is because of everything Tam-related, pretty much. And uh, that mercenary bounty hunter guy was pretty good. I don't know if you saw anything with him. Um, I, I, I skipped past that part. Okay. Yeah, He. I mean, he was pretty good. And, um, you know, the finale was good. But, I mean, that's about it. So, uh, but, yeah. And the series as a whole, I mean... I, I look. I couldn't recommend it to anybody. I, I can't recommend it to anybody over the age of eleven. You know, I'm just gonna be blunt. <laughs> That's what I, I mean, it's the truth. You know, if I'm like, not, look, not, if, very if, specific. Not even like you know, thirteen. Nah, 15. not even not not thirteen. If you're a teenager, you're gonna watch this and be like, this is for babies. You know, <laughs> yeah, like right. I'm I'm being dead serious. They, they you're you're spot on when you say they made the show for eight year olds. That's what they did. Yeah. You know, whether uh, I think they should have put it on something like Disney Junior, you know, or or made <laughs> yeah. or made it like put it on like the Star Wars Kids channel that they have now on YouTube. Yeah, you know? at least be like honest about it. You yeah, know be honest mean? about it. It's a kid. It's one thousand percent a kids I mean, show. You didn't know? they? Didn't they? Didn't they say that this was supposed to be like the last Airbender? Like they that was like the yeah that was a thing. It was like oh the motivation that, for it like, or oh, like, the last air something with the last airbender. It was nothing like after the last airbender. Like, I, yeah. I don't know if it was the animation style something where they were like you know we almost went inspired to by, by last yeah airbender. last airbender yeah. and, and it's like no it was, yeah like come on like yeah, that's just, complete complete disingenuous yeah completely disingenuous so the last the last airbender while it, yes it's a kids show like had mature themes. Very mature yeah. themes, very very deep kind of spiritual messages. Right. Um, you know, characters going through like very traumatic, serious character arcs. Um, like, and that that's where I mean, look, we were watching the show, and we were watching the finale, and like I had to ask Shamar, like, wait, how old is Cat supposed to be? Because Cat yep. was talking about, you know, the other guy. He introduces the guy, and the guy's like, oh, yeah, me and Cat served in the 
New Republic Navy. And I'm like, the New Republic Navy? How old is Cass? Because he's yep. walking around bumbling and stumbling like he's a 10-year-old. And she's probably like, oh, no, Cass is, a, is an adult. And mm-hmm. that, that's that's the, the main issue with the show. Like, what cartoon out there, right? There are very few cartoons where, like, in general, where I feel like the main character is an adult, but, like, he very much acts like a kid. You can't even tell he's supposed to be an adult. Yeah. Like, the way they even drew him kind of made him drew like he's, like, a like a teen, like, a kid teen character, like, which is not good because this is all supposed to be canon. Like, and now I got a character that I can't even tell how old he is because... He acts like he's twelve. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Ezra's more mature than him, like in a as a character. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, it is what it is. You know, the show is made for kids. They made that very clear through the show itself. You know, I agree. I, I mean, I think it. You know, should have been something on. It's some it should have been on like Disney Junior or something because it's, it's a kids show. You know, one hundred thousand percent a kids show. Similar to the Lego Star Wars, you know, uh, Yoda Chronicles, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's, it's similar to that <laughs> stuff. It's for kids, you know. It's for kids. It is what it is. It's for kids. It's not bad. It's not bad content. Uh, yeah, you know, if I had a kid, I'd be like, yeah, you know, you can watch Star Wars Resistance. It's fun. Blah, blah, blah. You see the fun character. <laughs> you know, watch him slip and fall or whatever a million times. You know, like, it, you know, it's and it's it's not, like, bad in terms of that. But um, but if you if you care deeply about you know star wars and you want a serious real star wars story that is impactful you know (laughs) really in any way then i would be like no this is a waste of your time you know i'd be like go on wikipedia (laughs) and you could save yourself hours you know of (laughs) of uh you know instead of just watching hours and hours of of this stuff when you just you just don't have to uh, but yeah, Kenna, what what would you give? The, I guess the season, the series of Resistance, and and what are your thoughts on on the show overall? I guess. Um, first, uh, apparently they're saying that Resistance is coming to Disney Plus uh, in February. So super excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, uh, as a ser- as a season, well, first of all, I, I thought it was a good f- finale. Mm-hmm. It didn't like. It ended very like abruptly, almost as if it wasn't supposed to be a finale. Mm-hmm. Like I think they, I think they decided because it wasn't that good and it wasn't that didn't have much traction. I think they decided to just can it. Um, like I don't think this was supposed to be some epic finale. Yeah, it wasn't making any waves in the, in the Star Wars. Yeah, it wasn't. Ma- it wasn't making any waves. No fans, <laughs> were, no fans were clamoring for a season three. <laughs> Not at all. Um. So yeah, I, because of that, like the finale was a little strange uh, the way it ended. But I thought it was a pretty good episode um, for it being an hour. The Tam stuff in general for the series moved very fast. Uh, it was the best thing for the series, but it moved very fast, um, too fast. Like she was like she went from like first order like new recruit cadet to like you know squadron leader in like five episodes. It felt like so. <laughs> You know, so that that was odd, but um, overall for the series, I, I agree. I go five point five. You just can't go any higher. Um, <laughs> if I'm being realistic, if if we're going off where my expectations were when they announced they were doing a series called Star Wars Resistance, 
to where my feelings about the show are now, I, honestly, I'd probably go lower. I'd probably say it's just a five because, <laughs> like, we seriously thought that this would be, like, Rebels 2.0, potentially another Clone Wars, and we and we got something that was such a watered down version of both. That. Like, how can you, how can you be any, how can you go any higher than a five? If you if that were your if that wasn't your expectation or that was your expectation. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I gotta go to five. Not a knock on the series because I think if we're looking at not necessarily what my expectations were, but just in comparison to where the rest of animation is right now in terms of cartoons and like it's not the worst cartoon on television. There are there are worse. Um, in fact, I think it's probably one of the better ones out there. So, in that regard, it's not a bad show. It's just, if we're looking at it in terms of Star Wars canon, it leaves a lot to be desired. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much in agreement all around. Um, you know, hopefully... Look, I think, you know, Justin Ridge and, and the other people that worked on the show, all the cast, crew members, I think they're all very talented. I think they, they had a job to do. Um you know the, the i don't think i don't think the content they produced was low quality it just was not geared towards our age bracket and it was very very clear you know from watching just a few episodes of season 1 you know but it just is what it is i i wouldn't i don't know if it was misadvertised i think that may have been very much an issue cuz this is 100,000% a kids show yeah. You know, so it makes it any adult watching it feel like they're wasting their time. Right. So I think they should have made that very much more clear. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, where but, Rebels, you felt like it was kind of teetering on that that edge a couple times. But with this show, it was 100% a kid's show. You know, just 100%. And because I feel bad because, like, there are people out there, whether it be on Twitter or, ha- or, what, or what have you, that feel like that feel like this show is terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, will just eviscerate the show. Yeah. Call it boring, call it bad, call it, you know, just terrible. And, like, it's not that. It's just, it's not, like, it's just not for them. Yeah. Either, you know, 30 year old, 20 year old people exactly. that are saying yeah. it's terrible. I mean, you can't say that. Yeah. Like, I mean, look at the network it, it's on. You know? Yeah, exactly. If, any, if anybody over the age of 15 says that Star Wars Resistance is terrible, like, then it's irrelevant. Yeah. Because it's not for them. Now, if an eight-year-old watches it, uh, it's terrible. <laughs> I mean, that's well, yeah. that's more problematic. Exactly. Um, but that's that's the issue that you know the voice the, the voice of the Star Wars fans. A lot of them feel like this is not a good show, and it's because a lot of them watched it expecting it to be Rebels 2.0. And I, I mean, that's what they kind of build it as when they first announced it. It is, you know, Dave. They had Dave Filoni's name attached to Dave Filoni. They're like, all right, we started with the prequel, then we went to the original trilogy. Now we're doing the sequel trilogy, and then, like it just felt like it was. You know, they really, sh- they really should have said, you know, we're making a, you know, this show more geared for kids. You know, yes. we're trying to attract our young, very our younger audiences to Star Wars. Yes. Kind of build it that way, you know, less yeah, kid friendly, serious. Yeah, you know, you 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 advertise it that way, and then you don't get the people mad. You know, you don't get the right. fan base upset or angry, and then people know, and probably you probably get more kids watching it too. You probably get more parents yeah. like, oh, okay, some Star Wars content for my kid, and then they have the kid yeah. watch it, you know, and and etc. So, what do you what do you think the motivation? Like for them doing this kind of show, I don't like, know. Like, do you think they just felt like we gotta, 
we need something that will get the kids more engaged because like like is this a decision even that even came from Kathleen Kennedy? No, I don't think Kennedy had. I think I mean when it, I, it's funny because I don't think this is. I think this is a situation where she she was probably much more hands off. You know, was just like, oh, you know, another animated show. Yeah, sure, go ahead, do it. You know, and you think I, she told? You don't think she told Filoni at all to make something more kid friendly? You think Filoni wanted to try something new? Uh, I mean, offhand, I, I mean, honestly, I have. I mean, of course, I have no idea. But just if I had to guess, Sorry, tell me the inner workings. Of <laughs> you know what she's thinking? No, but um, but no. Uh, I mean, of course, I have no idea. But like, if I had to guess, I'd say. I mean, I think, I think that, I think she was probably like, oh, you know, you're gonna make another animated show. Rebels was cool. Rebels was good. People like it. People are excited about your content. Yeah, sure, go ahead, make another show. Um, it'll be on Disney XD. Uh, it'll be in the Re- Resistance like universe. Um. And I, I only say that because I don't think she would have an issue with a show in the sequel trilogy universe that was more serious. Or I don't see why she would, um, you know, uh, especially if it took place, you know, pre first pre Force Awakens and then post Force Awakens into The Last Jedi. Um, but it wouldn't have had anything. It wouldn't have, you know, had any impact on the story she was trying to tell, she may have made that stipulation where she's like, make sure it doesn't have any impact on the story that I am trying to tell, which apparently now it's her story since she's firing writers and stuff. But like, you know, no, I, I, I don't think she would have told them to do it that way. Um, I think that this was a full decision made by Filoni, the story group, whoever else, um, you know, worked had a hand in making sure that this show came about the way it did um and that's what we got if it was maybe it was feloni i don't know which i wouldn't fault him for wanting to make a kid show i just think he should have been more more um outspoken about the fact that this is a kid show you know i yeah. think he should, i think the way just attaching feloni's name to it and putting it on disney xd does not say it's this is a kid show you know because rebels was on disney xd um and Rebels was also a kid show, but it did it was also watch it was more much more watchable for adults as well. Now, do you feel like Rebels could have been boring for 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 younger audiences? Um, less stimulating. Uh, I mean, uh, no. I mean, I think I think Rebels. I think it, it goes to Rebels and Clone Wars, honestly. Right. I was a. I mean, I. I. You know, of course, was a kid when Clone Wars came out, and yeah. uh, you know, I knew other people that watched Clone Wars, and it was popular among kids and adults. Yeah. So, so nah. I mean, I think, and I think Rebel Rebels was very popular as well. That's why I got uh, three seasons, I believe, or three, four. No, four. Did it get three or four seasons? No, I got four seasons, right? Yeah, Rebels had four. Yeah, so I Rebels got four seasons. Um. So nah. I mean, I think. I think there was. I, I don't, that's why I don't think there would have been anything to say. No, Filoni, make this show for kids. I think they would have just told him make another show. Um, you know, which is why apparently, according to him, there's some other show or project that he's working on that he's making now. Which hopefully that's not for kids as well. Or there more, are rumors more geared towards adults. Now, obviously, there's the there's the official word or not the official word. There's no official word, but the reports mm-hmm. are that it's a rebel sequel. New reports suggest that it's coming out in winter 2020. There was one gentleman, though, who claims he lost his job at Lucasfilm. And 
went on 4chan and mm-hmm. came out with this long post essentially revealing everything that was coming out uh, that he knows of. And one of the things that he had on the list was a show called New Jedi Order from Dave Filoni that was supposed to follow the uh, development of Luke Skywalker's New Jedi Order and that they wanted Mark Hamill to be the voice of Luke Skywalker. So, just throwing that out there. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if this guy is, is completely making stuff up. I mean, you know, he had some weird things on there, you know, some weird projects. Uh, he said the Obi-Wan, said Kenobi's name was being changed to Old Ben. You know, he had a lot of things, obviously. We don't know what's real, what's not, but I, like, I, w- I have always said, though, I'd much rather see a, a, an episode seven prequel, you know, a, a, a something that's closer to episode seven than I would even a Rebel sequel. Mm. With Luke Skywalker, the main character, I would watch every episode of that with so much... With, with, with so with, with like that's just the exact opposite of what we got with resistance. Even, I mean, it would just be much closer to the Clone Wars. Like the Clone Wars, yep. what makes the Clone Wars so serious is that like you have Obi Wan and Anakin in every episode. So like, there's always something relevant's gonna happen because you're talking about the main characters of the entire trilogy. Yeah, exactly. And um, the issue with Rebels is that they had you know characters that no one cared about so in episodes that were mess, less meaningless more filler it was just like they were skippable right and i mean look we i i have to apologize to rebels man because we we i used to bash it and we used to bash it yep every not every week but plenty of weeks we would bash it because it was it was a skippable or a filler episode resistance really taught me what the meaning of a skippable filler episode is <laughs> yeah so I, I apologies to Dave Filoni on uh, Star Star Wars Rebel. I'm glad it it is in some spirit coming back uh, in 2020. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, so I mean, I'm looking forward to this uh, Rebels um, or Rebel sequel. If it is a Rebel sequel, I know it's very much a rumor still at this point. But um, either way, man, I'm very much looking forward to it, and uh, you know. None of this, none of what happened with Resistance affects, you know, my view of Dave Filoni or the quality of his work at all. Even Resistance, I don't think it's poor quality. It's not poor quality. And watching the show, I've seen other poor uh, kids shows that are of very poor quality. This is yeah. <laughs> this is not one of those shows. It's a good show, but it's geared for it's geared towards kids. So it just is what it is. Um, and hopefully the next, um, you know, show, whatever that is, is much uh is at least you know viewable for all people of all audiences and you know enjoyable for people of all of all age groups um, as well. Uh, so lastly, I did just want to briefly talk about the Star Wars comic book. Charles Soule is writing the uh, the new run of Star Wars, Star Wars number one. I know number two is also out, but I did not read number two yet. I will probably get to that um, next week, more than likely. Um, but uh, I did read number one of this new run. So this new run is taking place post Empire Strikes Back. Literally, literally starts out with Luke's hand getting cut off, and um, you know the uh, and the uh, with uh, Luke, Leia, Lando, and Chewie 
as well as 3PO and R2 escaping on the Millennium Falcon. Um, the, so the first thing I want to say uh, with regards to this is this art, this is one of the best comic book art I've seen uh, probably ever. I mean, the, the art in this book is fantastic. And it's funny because I, I you know, had uh, uh, been talking with, this is, I think this was a while ago, but shout out to my friend Zach, um, uh, who's been on the show before. He told me that he kind of had an issue with some of the art in the previous uh, in the previous run of Star Wars where the faces were a little too realistic. Like, they made the faces too much like Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher. I feel like this art is a good blend of, you know, kind of of artistic vision, but also taking it from... But, no, this is still Mark Hamill, you know, and this is still Carrie Fisher, you know, and etc. And it just being fantastically done art. And it is fantastically done. Uh, so, yeah, I, I very much hope that, that, <laughs> that this artist stays on board um, throughout however long this run of, of the Star Wars comic is. Um, but the story itself, was it was really good. I mean, all the characters are very well, very well done. They have a piece where, um, uh, or a, uh, a section in it, so they escape, they, go, they take the Falcon and they go help the Rebels. Um, spoiler alert, of course. They take the Rebels to, uh, they, or they take uh, Luke, Leia, you know, Chewie, and Lando to help the Re- uh, Rebel, um, basically a Rebel fleet, uh, to because uh, they were ambushed by the Empire. They're trapped between fleet of Star Destroyers and literally a star. Um, that is also destroying them. Um, and the Millennium Falcon shows up. They're helping them. Um, and they literally have uh, Poe's dad uh, uh, on one of the fleets, on one of the ships, who is a, uh, he's basically a rebel soldier, so he's not a pilot, but he's out there watching Poe's mom, who is a pilot, in an A-wing, um, who I guess is in charge of a uh, green squadron, Uh you know, trying to survive, and I'm like, wow, man, this is, uh, he's doing a lot with this book, this is very, very fun stuff, and, um, it's going very in-depth with Luke, and, you know, him really struggling with knowing the fact that Darth Vader is his father, and knowing that Ben lied to him, and that Yoda lied to him, because he's like, they both must have known, Um, you know, he's like, they, they knew, and they lied, and you know now he's struggling with knowing what he's supposed to be because he thought he was supposed to be a Jedi, but he's like you know if, if Darth Vader is my father, I don't know what I'm supposed to be, you know. And he's just very very upset. There's a scene where he he it, it seems to me like he used the dark side of the Force to basically make a bunch of Tie Fighters like crash and blow up. So I'm I'm very very excited to see because this is this is a time period where Luke becomes a Jedi basically between five and six. So it's I'm very very excited to see, you know how this story is going to be written, uh, what Charles Soule and what other whatever other writers jump on if Soule eventually ends up moving on to something else, uh, how they decide to tell this story. Very 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 excited, and the art is um, it's top notch, some of the best art I've ever seen in a comic book. So it's very very exciting stuff. Um, uh, I mean how Vader's how Vader's drawn, and Vader is like. I love how they drew Vader. He's like a shadow, you know, like the shading, right. and like he's 
like in all the other iterations of Vader I've seen, his his armor is much more like uh, you know reflective, you know, so he just looks brighter. This Vader is like a shadow. It's just darkness, and just even the cape, everything is just muted, very just dark muted colors, and his text bubbles are black with white writing, and I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. This is just fantastic. Ugh. Even looking at the panels now, it's just it's it's everything you want in a comic book. So I'm very very excited uh, for this run of Star Wars. Um, so yeah, obviously I highly recommend it for everybody out there to pick it up. You know, pay for it, look at it legally is is very very much worth it. And I think the the writers and the artists are it's are they they are producing very much very high quality uh, stuff for Star Wars. Um, uh, but I don't know, Kendall. Do you have any any thoughts? Any any anything? Any reflections with regards to what um, they're doing with the new Star Wars run, or what anything that you hope to see possible? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's certainly interesting. Um, the second one came out today, so obviously, right. I'm sure there's more that there's more to come. Yeah. But um, this is unrelated, but semi-related. But mm-hmm. uh, Polygon, uh, Polygon.com had an exclusive that. Uh, the next Star Wars book that we are getting, this is not a comic book, but a novel, not the next one, but one, the the newest one to be released, not the newest one to be released, newest one to be announced uh, or reported on is uh, we're getting in the summer a Poe Dameron uh, young adult novel called Poe Dameron Freefall that will essentially show Poe Dameron as a teenager. Um, I guess his mother is gone but so it's gonna be him as a teenager zora uh, zora bliss or zori bliss from rise of skywalker is gonna be in it uh interesting so that that uh that's their scoop but that should be interesting you know because they kind of hinted at his backstory and i thought that was one of the more interesting parts of the rise of skywalker that they didn't really do anything with yeah but um Seemed like that was just clearly just set up for uh, a novel, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that should, that should some be people, good. Some people question, you know, Carrie uh, Russell's inclusion in the movie at all, you know, and that entire storyline. What 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 was it meant for? You know, you question maybe, or you wonder if maybe that was just purely just the story group needed to get that in there to tell a certain story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, possibly. Um, uh, even so, I mean, I I enjoyed her inclusion in Rise of Skywalker, even though the story didn't really go anywhere. Um, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm very much looking forward to that. And look, maybe um, there's another one where out. this will make uh, the Rise of Skywalker feel more whole. Hey, maybe you know the vis- the the novelization is coming out. There were rumors that it was not. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's all these rumors. There's always, there's always nothing but negative rumors. Going back to Kathleen Kennedy again, nothing but negative rumors. You know, <laughs> regarding Star Wars in general. <laughs> Whenever I hear there's a rumor about Star Wars, nine times out of ten, it's something horrible, something I don't want to hear. You know, someone's being fired, something's not happening, something's delayed. It's just like, ugh. ah, oh, man, they 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 gotta do something about that, man. <laughs> it's right. so bad. Oh boy. But, um, I feel like, yeah, yeah. from what I've heard, I think this this one, like, I think Audible 
when they actually come out and said that they're like not doing it or something like that. Oh, okay. All right. They, they came out with like a statement. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Audible said, We're sorry to inform you that the release of Rise of Skywalker, the I mean, Rise of Skywalker expanded edition on Audible has been delayed indefinitely. I mean, if the audiobook is being delayed, that's different from the book being delayed. Right, and that's what. And then Del Rey came out and said the audiobook is not delayed. So I, I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah, that's a little confusing. Either so, way, I mean, the audiobook is delayed. That's fine. I don't think that's a tragedy, personally. If it if it if it was being delayed, well, I wouldn't be crying me, about it. Let me uh, let me let me rephrase that. They, Del Rey came out and said the book is not delayed. The book is not canceled. It is not delayed. Okay. We understand a few readers have received some notes about the audio edition of the, of their book uh-huh. and are investigating that. So okay, but, but they said the book will come out on March seventeenth. So. Okay, so so the book is coming out on that date. So I, no fire, you know. No one needs to. No one's heads need to needs to explode. Now, um, how would you feel if the audiobook was 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 canceled? I mean, I, I mean, well, it, the audiobook better not be canceled. I'll say that. <laughs> right, like the audiobook's not canceled. If the audio is canceled, I ain't reading it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the audiobook, they they, I don't see why they would cancel the audiobook. Yeah, that would just be strange. That would be weird. I, that would be very strange to me. You know, they would cancel. I mean, this is the last movie. This is the biggest movie. Yeah. And they're going to cancel that. That doesn't make any sense to me. But, um, I mean, unless there was some kind of drama, like, with Mark Thompson or whoever was supposed to narrate, which even so, like, get somebody else. And if I got to wait, I got to wait. Like, why would they cancel it and say, we're just not going to do it ever? You're never going to get an audio version of this book. So I don't know why they would do that. But, look, if the audio book is delayed, I don't care. You know, even if it's like, oh, delayed two months, three months, I'd be like, all right, it wouldn't be great, but I'd be like, all right, fine, I'll wait. You know, I I would not, I would not be crying about it. Um, you know, the book got delayed, then I'd be like, all right, another mess. You know, what now? You know, now, now what? What was added in the book? This, uh, Kathleen Kennedy probably got her hands on it and was like, oh, I don't, I don't like this story group. What are you doing? I don't like this and something like that. You know, it's just like more nonsense. The audiobook being delayed, I don't care about. You know, I absolutely don't care about it. Um, but all right. Uh, so, I mean, I think that's a good place for us to end the show. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of, uh, uh, fortunately, a lot of negative stuff. But hopefully, we'll get more positivity <laughs> uh, going on with regards to uh, next week's show. Um, and uh, you know, I more than likely I will have a book review for um, Force Collector by Kevin Shinnick, uh, which has been a very very good book, I have to say so far. Um, uh, so I am very much enjoying it. I'm very much enjoying uh, the abilities of the main character and what Sh- Kevin Shinnick is doing with uh, his abilities and, and what's happening. And uh, I'm I'm a fan. I, I am absolutely a fan, so I'm very much looking forward to reviewing that book, uh, and a, a lot of cameos in that book, too, a lot of very cool cameos, so I'm, I'm definitely going to go over all that as well. And, um, yeah, more than likely, I'll also have a review for the second issue of Star Wars, uh, the new run, and uh, hopefully we'll have some more news, and I may also, because uh, let's see, because that Disney, that shareholders meeting supposed to be on the 4th. So more than likely we'll be talking about that as well. Whatever, whatever uh, scoops or information comes out from that, uh, we'll be going over it. So uh, you guys have that to look forward to as well. 
Uh, that'll do it for this show. I'm your host, Shamari, joined by Kendall, and we will see you guys next time. Peace.